Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here at the Bright Red Desk, and the switchboard is showing me weird things compared to what the, bright, the British lady said. So hopefully you heard that. I'll say it again. Ann Ortley here at the Bright Red Desk. Uh, Venus is out of bounds in Gemini. So the blog talk lady told me something different than my computer is telling me. It's always, you know, one of those conflicts. But here we are, uh, May 3rd, the week of May, the merry month of May, one of my favorite songs, the merry, merry, lusty month of May. And, of course, we had all those April showers, so now we should bring out the May flowers. Um, We are in the time of Taurus. Of course, Monday, uh, the first, rather, of May was May Day or Beltane, where we were supposed to get naked and lay in the fields and have wonderful, delicious sex. I know I was here at the bright red desk. (laughs) I didn't have delicious sex on May 1st. Hopefully the rest of you all did. Um, But, yeah, so we're in this new energy. We're in Taurus, Taurus, Taurus. And I did say, you know, pay attention to what you saw last week because that's going to, you know, that's going to help us figure out what we're going to be dealing with when we get to uh, Mars squaring all these these, uh, planets. We saw a little bit of a cure, hopeful for, hope for a cure. We saw that the reason the intubations are down is when you get this thing, sleep on your stomach because it allows you to breathe better. We did see a lot of people with guns going in and kind of yelling and screaming at the poor governor of Michigan. And they traced those cell phones where they went back across the state, so we're going to watch Michigan bloom because uh, they certainly weren't wearing masks and being socially distanced. We saw the president say, hey, you meat packers, you all have to keep working where he couldn't get us swabs for our noses but he can make people go to work in unsafe situations and of course largely uh people that are not um uh more minimum wage folks maybe don't have the best access to health care maybe not the the safest jobs and of course there's all this noise rum 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 about giving the corporations protection from liability for folks uh getting hurt and sick on the job so, you know, this is going to be an interesting summer. Uh, I was just talking to someone uh, who has ordered her famous favorite marmalade from California. So she's got marmalade stocked up. And I do, you know, they were talking food shortages, so I do encourage you to um, pack up stuff. A couple people I know got a, you know, chest freezer coming in on June 1st. Um, but really it's just kind of, you know, every time you go to the grocery store, throw a couple extra things in your cart. And then think about, you know, really the lockdown time will probably be September 9th through November. So it's about two months, two good solid two months, all of September, all of October, and a chunk of November. But then, you know, maybe a little bit longer. So, you know, a little canned salmon, a couple cans of tuna, you know, just kind of throw it in your cart. You can always eat the stuff later. You know, if I'm being alarmist, I apologize But I'm like, I trust the planet. (laughs) I remember at one point I had a reading with someone and I said, Bub, and they were like, no. And I was like, Mom, and they were like, no. I'm like, Mom, and they were like, no. And at that point, I was still a baby astrologer, so I went to my astrology teacher, and I said, okay, you know, and he looked at me, and he goes, clients lie, trust the chart. So I'm like, okay, you know, and uh, so trust the charts. The charts say what we saw this week was pictures of action that we're going to be seeing come the summer when Mars is squaring these planets not once, not twice, but three times. The nice planets were squaring them. Venus, the sun, Mercury, those are nice planets. Mars, the planet of war, not a nice guy, running up against these guys three times. It's going to be wild. So your job, you know, prepare, plan, think about it, take take action, don't be in denial. 
you can always hide the stuff in the closet if your family's going to go, why are you buying all this stuff? And you're like, oh, I'm just preparing. You know, I have a friend whose um, son is a, a survivalist up in Vermont. And she goes, well, you know, Brandon's fine. You know, he's got a stock of food. I'm like, yeah, well, Brandon lives off the grid, and he's totally independent of everything, right? So I'm not saying you have to live off the grid, but I am saying you want to think about, you know, just, you know, you've been warned, right? Just trust that you've been warned. So that's the universe letting you know ahead of time. And as the Genesis uh, says, the stars are in the heavens to guide us. And remember, the reason we have baby Jesus is because wise men followed the star. What are wise men? Astrologers, right? So trust the stars and uh, and just think clients lie, but the charts tell the truth, right? So that's your job. So the charts telling the truth. You know, none of us knew. I mean, somebody. I got an email from a reporter for the Wall Street Journal. He's like, all right. So you know, I said, well, you know, astrologers have been talking about this for years. But we didn't know how it was going to play out. We knew it was going to be big. We knew it was restructuring. We knew it was massive change. We knew it was global and worldwide. We knew, we knew, we knew, we knew, we knew. But then it hits, and we go, oh, that's what it is. And they're one, of my, one of the people I read the, her astrology stuff, her student did research on the Wuhan asteroid. There is a Wuhan asteroid, uh, and it's in Capricorn, right? And it's hanging out with all these planets. So it's kind of fun, you know. It's it's really interesting, you know. When you when you get into astrology, you'll find an endless uh, <laughs> endless things to delight and amuse you and help you understand. Oh, okay, that's what's going on. So our week ahead does feature um, a couple of things, uh, which is always kind of helpful to know ahead what we're going to be working with. So we had Pluto station last week on the weekend. And we did see it was pretty potent, right? And he takes five days. So he stops. And the five days before and the five days after, we kind of feel his vibe, right? We just And Pluto is power and power structures and, you know, what's the power, right? This week, Saturn uh, stations. So Saturn is going to stop um, this week and and pause and go backwards. And so when he does that, we're all going to feel him stop the few days before so he's actually stopping on the 11th but the five days before he's at the same degree of his stop from may 6 7 8 9 10 and then he stops and then we have uh five degrees after right through the 17th of may so saturn stops now he snuck into aquarius in on may 24th and he said we're going to start talking about freedom we're going to start talking about changing things and he's about to stop, and then he's going to go backwards into Capricorn, where he spent you know, the last two and a half years. He does that in June, but he stops this week. So as he stops, people will pause and stop. So, of course, I'm always watching the Internet, YouTube for the astrology, not YouTube, um, Yahoo, for current astrology updates, right? So the governor of Mississippi went, uh-oh, lots of deaths. Maybe I should slow down this a little, right? So Saturn is the structure. He is the structures in society. Pluto is the death, right? But The death and the transformation and the you know crumbling of the structures. But Saturn is the structures we're working in. So he's going full steam ahead until he stops on May 11th, and then he goes backwards. And so we're going to watch him go forward and then pause and go, ah, you know, maybe this isn't such a great idea. And then he's going to go backwards back to December, right? So you want to just kind of watch for the pause, watch for the 
watch for the shift. Watch for the, okay, how are we going to do it? What's that new chapter look like? Now, he is at zero Aquarius, so he is in the sign of the community and the collective. And when he went into Aquarius on May on March uh, 24th, that was when we really started to see a lot of these groups meeting on the Internet, you know, like the this, this tribute to Stephen Sondheim and, the, uh, you know, different um, collect, you know, one Lady Gaga's One Global Family thing. We started seeing some of that come up, which is great. And, it, and that was really allowing us to form a collective in the group environment. We're at Saturn and Aquarius, we're all separated, but we're together. You know, that whole we're going through this together thing. And we're all in different sized boats, I want to say, when they say we're going through this together. I'm like, you know, I'm in a boat that's a one-bedroom apartment in New York. I don't have like a yard in the backyard where I can be out gardening. But everybody's got their boat that we're in. So now as Saturn stops, we're going to go backwards, and we're going to go back to the next chapter, whatever that is. And he will take us back until till September. So he will be going backwards through where he traveled this year, and he will be inviting us to look at it in a new way. We also have a full moon in Scorpio. The full moon in Scorpio is on uh, Thursday, uh, May 7th, and we find with full moons that they have a very strong energy of us seeing things that we hadn't seen before. Now, the Taurus Scorpio full moon is actually a moon of enlightenment. This is the moon that Buddha got enlightened on. He was sitting under a Bodhi tree, and he was enlightened on this full moon. So we're all going to be enlightened. We're all going to be participating with the Buddha, getting enlightened on the 7th. And, of course, it's in Scorpio. Scorpio is a sign of death and transformation. So we're going to see all those people that were hanging out and protesting. You know, we're going to see a little bloom this week. So we kind of go, okay, bloom of Scorpio stuff. What does that look like? Probably not pleasant, but it also is a full moon, which takes us back to when the moon was in Scorpio in uh, December, or not December, November 7th of 218, and then takes us back to last August when it was an opening square, and now takes us to the full moon, which is um, now, and then will take us 10 months out to the Aquarius closing square next year. So our job with this full moon is to go, okay, the moon's in Scorpio, which invites us to transform. And if you have projects that you began back in November of 2008, you're going to start to really get them out in the world. And I have a couple people that are pitching jobs or getting new jobs or moving in and, you know, based on situations that happened, you know, a year and a half ago, 20 months ago. So that's the full moon. And it also is the full moon from the new moon a couple weeks ago. But it is the most fertile moon. So this is a great moon for fertile projects, for things that you really want to give birth to and launch out into the sky. If you didn't do it back in 18, you can do it now. We can always take advantage of the 30-month cycle, 30-day cycle. But that full moon is, is very juicy. And so we like that full moon, and we go, ooh, juicy full moon. The nice part with the moons this week is they're all pretty good. You know, they all have pretty nice energy in them. Mercury, of course, is in Taurus, eminently practical and down-to-earth when he's in Taurus, but he is moving to be combust the sun, right? So Mercury combusts the sun on the 4th, people, which is Monday, people think they're right. This is not a good week to argue with him. I said it to you last week when it was moving in. Like, people are going to be really stuck in their thing, whatever their thing is. And their belief systems are right, and you have to kind of work with it. 
And, uh, you know, so I, I figured out an alternative to Facebook, you know, because I was somebody had written when I took my Facebook break a couple of weeks ago and somebody wrote, are you being bullied? I said, no, I was turning into one. You know, I was really ready to like rip off people's heads. And I thought, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to continue to post what I want to post. But if anybody puts anything on there I don't like, I'm deleting it and I'm blocking them. <laughs> Mercury combusts the sun, right? So you want to kind of watch where you're getting a little bit like, yeah, and in my case, it's in my third house. So you want to kind of get, um, which is the house of communication, uh, you know, you want to kind of watch where you're you're digging in a little, right? Because Mercury on the sun combusts, or like in the case of the client I just talked to a few minutes ago, she's like, it is the best marmalade. So I ordered it from California because I know if it comes, I'm going to be really happy because I'm going to be able to use it. And right now she's, you know, got a progress moon and cancer so she's like if i can't eat in restaurants i'm gonna eat the marmalade <laughs> so you want to kind of honor you know where you're feeling delicious where you're really feeling like ooh, that would be really good and indulge because the sun moon and taurus wants you to indulge and the energy of the mercury combusts the sun is like what you want you really want you know you really want it you, it's really important to you so we want to kind of honor that energy we also have Cinco de Mayo this week, on the 5th of May, and none of us are going to be able to go out and have margaritas. And like I usually go to uh, Rosa Mexicano here in New York, where they, you know they have the greatest margaritas and you know big guac bowl. But you know honor Cinco de Mayo because that's always like the celebration of Mexican food in our lives. And then as we move later in the week, uh, we're going to have Mercury finish up with Taurus and go into Gemini. Now remember Venus is out of bounds. So she rules all the Taurus planets, of which there are three right now, planets in Taurus. The sun uh, is in Taurus, Mercury is in Taurus, and Uranus is in Taurus. So out-of-bounce planets have a a bigger energy to them. You know, they want to make it a little bit more dramatic. And also right now, Libra, the planet of partnership, is out-of-bounds in Venus, uh, answering to an out-of-bounds Venus in Gemini. So a lot of times our relationship dynamics under this kind of aspect get a little kicked up. And Uranus is forming an inconjunct to Venus. So we may find, you know, partner wants to do this and we're kind of like, you know what, I don't really want to do that. And, uh, you know, we're, you know, we're getting not quite quarantine fatigue yet, but, you know, there's a little spring in the air. Everybody's like, you know, can I change this up? And that is part of the energy of this week. Wanting to change it up, wanting to take a different approach, figuring out how to do it. Venus is starting to slow down because she goes retrograde next week, not this week. Uh, but she is out of bounds for the whole retrograde. So she's a little over the top in terms of, you know, this or that. And and she's in Gemini, so she's not making up her mind. It does kind of indicate the polarization is going to continue. We're not necessarily going to have that calm down. Venus is also approaching a um, square to Neptune this week, which I think we'll probably start hearing more about the drugs or people drinking problems. <laughs> and, you know, I was talking to somebody earlier today, and, and they were like, yeah, Janine Pirro's drunk on Fox News all the time. <laughs> I'm like, really? I mean, I'd heard she was, she's, oh, no, she's drunk every time she's on it. So Venus Square Neptune, so maybe Janine will have some adventure on Fox News. But we're all going to be feeling our Venus Neptune Square. Now, Venus Neptune Square is a romanticized energy, 
a romanticized dream, a de- the desire for some kind of rapture. So you may find you're in the mood to gussy up, you're in the mood to dress up, you're in the mood to put on your makeup. You need, you need to change it. You're going to dye your hair pink. You're going to do something with Venus square Neptune because she wants to be pretty. She wants to dance. She wants to sing. Um, you know, I've been hearing from some of my clients that I haven't gone out and looked for it yet, but that you can go out and dance on the Internet, you know, like they turn on a DJ and you dance with them. So you're going to watch where Venus wants to get a little more out in the world. Um, Mercury this week is very busy. He's running really quickly. And um, we have the Saturn coming up station. And what else do we have? Uh, oh, Mars squares Sedna. Now, Mars squares Sedna on May 9th. That's next Saturday. Now, Mars is the planet of action. He is right now in Aquarius, the sign of air. Sedna is in the sign of Taurus, forming a grand trine to the Capricorn planets. So that will be, I've been watching Sedna. I haven't talked about her a whole lot on the, on the show. Sedna is a sign of the ocean. And um, that's also the sign of spread. So we're going to hear a lot of spreading news this week as Mars goes to form an aspect to Sedna. Ah, and hopefully they'll be okay. Just remember, sleep on your stomach. Pronation helps because when you lay on your back, the diaphragm suppresses your lungs. And they have people, when they're 50% oxygen, they roll them on their belly and put some pillows under and their head down. The oxygen goes up to 95%. That's why the intubations are down. We're starting to figure out how to work with this virus. Okay, so this week, and that was your little Virgo helpful hint, uh, today the moon's in Virgo, and its closing aspect, of course, is a lovely trine to Jupiter tonight around 10.25 p.m. Eastern time. So moon trine Virgo yesterday and today should have been really productive. A lot of people I know are out gardening or shopping or figuring out stuff, but it's a really nice juicy moon. Moon goes void tonight at 10.25, and it goes into Libra tomorrow morning the 4th at 3.09 a.m., it's in Libra Monday and in Tuesday, and it goes void at 10.31 p.m. on the 5th with a square to Jupiter. Moon in Libra, square Jupiter in Capricorn, a little bit of overdoing, not bad, but kind of an expansive energy. Generally, moon square Jupiters are not a hard, you know, it's technically a hard because it's a square, but it's an overdoing square. Then the moon goes uh, void at 10.30 on Tuesday night, goes into Scorpio Wednesday morning at 3.05 a.m. It's in Scorpio the 6th, the 7th, for that void, that full moon. And the closing aspect, uh, the full moon happens at 6.45 in the morning, uh, right at sunrise, right, right at sunrise. And the, um, the closing aspect for the Scorpio moon is a sextile moon in Scorpio, sextile Jupiter. That's a nice one. Very juicy, gets a lot done. Then the moon goes into uh, Sagittarius on the 8th at 3.15 in the morning. Obviously, you have to be up in the middle of the night this week to see the moon go into a new sign. Going to be in Sagittarius on the 8th, the 9th, the 10th. Goes void at 2.11 in the morning on the 10th with a sextile to Mars. Again, a productive moon. And then it's void for a little bit, and it goes into Capricorn on Mother's Day, the 10th. Don't forget next week's Mother's Day. You've got to send the cards sooner. The post office is having a little trouble these days. Uh, moon goes into Capricorn uh, five, uh, in the 10th at 5.39 a.m. And that's the day station Saturn stopped. He stopped the next day. And it's in Capricorn the Monday, the, Sunday the 10th, Monday the 11th, and then it goes void at 6.30 in the morning with a conjunction to Jupiter on the 12th. So Saturn is going to station on the 11th, and also on the 11th, which we'll talk about next week, Mercury finishes his journey in Taurus, and he goes into Gemini, one of his all-time favorite signs. 
Um, but he is answering, you know, he's still controlling that Venus in Gemini. So now he's going to be in Gemini too. So there'll be a lot of Gemini up there, a lot of conversations, a lot of connections. The, this week, thanks to Donald suggesting I do this, this week the hard day is going to be the uh, fifth because there's a lot of inconjuncts around how we proceed in stuff. Uh, we also are going to have uh, a little bit of a stressful energy when we get to the Sag moon on the 9th. Okay, so, And, of course, there's a lot of activity on the full moon, where there always is. But the full moon energy is very much about, you know, how do we proceed and what do we do. So the energy this week is kind of juicy. The second and the, the, the Tuesday and Thursday and Saturday kind of really active. But none of the closing aspects are hard. So that makes for a nice week where we're not going to really feel, I mean, we're going to feel stuff, but we're gonna, it's going to feel a little more grounded, right? And, of course, we're grounded. We're in Taurus time, so everybody wants to ground. But because Venus is in Gemini, Taurus is a little less grounded than he usually is. <laughs> so order two of everything and you'll be happy. Uh, I know I've been ordering in takeout, you know, supporting my local restaurants that I really like. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to pay them anyway, so I might as well order a couple of meals. So I order, you know, like two meals at a time. Uh, and kind of put one in the refrigerator and eat the other one. And, you know, doubles of everything. Doubles around for everybody. Okay, so the sun this week, as we mentioned, is in Taurus, uh, running from 13 to 22. And it meets up with Mercury, as I mentioned, on the 4th, where everybody's, you know, we've been really opinionated anyway, but we're going to be even more opinionated because it's combust. He has a hard aspect with the nodes of fate on uh, the evening of the 4th, 921. He's just kind of a little stressed, the sun is in Taurus. And remember, he's answering to Venus out of bounds. He's a little bit in the nervous breakdown case. So just kind of watch for, you know, feminine energy is a little stressed out on that day. Um, He is not having tons of aspects this week, but he does have a sextile to Neptune on the 10th on Sunday which is a very sentimental aspect. Of course, that is Mother's Day, but we do feel him building up. So there's this energy of expansion and growing and seeing things. And, of course, Neptune's in Pisces, which is where Mercury was all, you know, January, February, March, when his Mercury retrograde where he was spreading stuff. So I'm looking at that sun sextile Neptune and kind of going, okay, let's see what spreads. And then uh, we are good. That's Mercury. That's the sun's job. Uh, Mercury this week is going very quickly. He is at 13 cap, uh, or I'm sorry, 13 Taurus today. getting all the way to zero Gemini at the end of the week. So Mercury is flying along. Think of that, seven days he's going 15 degrees, right? So he's more than 15 degrees. He's going over two degrees a day. So again, fast news, things change. Like when I was making a list of, you know, the stuff that happened this week, I'm like, was that was that this week? <laughs> it's like blurring, right? So Mercury is going to be 90 miles an hour in Taurus, practical, reliable, down to earth. You really want to watch the contacts that you have on May 4th on Monday because Mercury has a hard aspect to the nodes of fate the same day the sun does. Remember, sun and Mercury are joined, and the contact is on the world point. So really important news on the 15th. You want to kind of watch for it. You know, we've been watching Mercury. We've been watching the sun because they've been telling us what's going on, and so we're going to really see important things on May 4th because both Mercury and the sun have hard aspects, stressful aspects to the node about how to proceed and what to do. Um, we also have Mercury the same way that the sun sextiled Neptune. Mercury's going to sextile Neptune on May 7th, on that full moon. Uh, 
So Mercury is going to be talking to Neptune, expanding things, helping us see things in a new way, also asking us to work in a positive way on our dream and what we want to bring in, what that new thing looks like. Well, how are we going to expand it? Um, and then he continues along. He leaves the sun behind because the sun only gets to 21, and Mercury gets all the way through the 20s, right? So then this is what the sun's going to do next week, but what Mercury is doing this week. So as he passes the sun, he goes flying along. He gives us a little stress on our relationships on May 7th and May 11th, right? So we're going to feel our relationships are a little bit under stress. Uh, and, you know, the stress comes up on the 7th, and then on on the 11th we have the fight. I'm just saying, right? <laughs> hate to have fights, but, you know, sometimes you got to have a fight. Mercury is also semi-square Chiron on May 8th, which is very much Chiron's in Aries, which is fast. Mercury's in Taurus, which is, uh, you know, communication. So it's stressful communication on the on the 8th. And then he has a hard aspect to Eris, the goddess of discord, on the 9th as he trines Pluto, contraparallels Saturn, and trines Jupiter. All right, so we're going to get some information on the 9th and the 10th from Mercury in his relationship to these pandemic planets. I mean, we're going to call them other things besides pandemics. But as he does his um, his trine to them and he says, okay, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is an opening trine. Remember, he joined Capricorn way back when. And now he's trining Pluto and he's opposing, contraparalleling Saturn. He's trining Jupiter and he's joining with Sedna on May 9th, 10th. So that's going to be an expansion in our understanding about how things are working and what our power dynamics are, what our options are around our community and our collective, and where we are going to be a little, contraparallel to Saturn, resistant to authority, right? So you're going to watch. They're going to say, we want you to do this, and you're going to be like, mm, I don't want to do that. I do want to encourage you with this Neptune stuff, uh, with the Venus Neptune and the Mercury Neptune and the Sun Neptune, that other people's delusions are not yours. And it's really important when we're having these transits, these are individuating transits. So they're inviting us each to individuate and look at the situation and figure out if we really believe that. And it's important for us to think, very important for us to think. And if people around you are in denial, that's okay. Let them be in denial. Do not argue with them. Take care of yourself. And I am reminded when I see these aspects, of 9/11, and I had a good friend, Pamela, and she lived and she was living. She worked in the second tower, not the first tower, the second. She was at a, a work early. She was an early morning girl, and she was in work. And the plane hit, and she's standing in the window of her office building, looking as people were jumping out of the building and falling to their deaths with big splats and blood on the ground, and kind of like mesmerized by it, frankly. And the guy came on the speaker, you know, because they have the speakers in the offices here. Okay, you're safe. Stay in place. Stay in place. And she looked at the speaker, and she looked at the splotches on the, on the ground, uh, bodies blowing up, dropping from, you know, 110 stories. I know it's a little gross, but, you know, it's mercury. What can I say? Um, and, and she went, this is not safe. And she left. And she got out of the building before the plane hit. She was covered in the dust cloud, but she got out of the building. So you want to kind of listen to the authorities, that mercury conversation that's going to be taking place on the 9th and 10th, and see if you believe it. And if you don't believe it and somebody else does, that's great. You listen to your inner wisdom because with the Neptune, there's a lot of opportunity for deception or, you know, whatever. And you want to really kind of go, do I believe that? 
is that is that really true? And don't argue with people. Just take action on your beliefs, right? Mercury square Mars on the 11th. Like I said, don't argue with people. The square makes us want to. And then he has a really good aspect to the nodes of fate on the 11th where he says, you know, I'm going to do it this way. And he is contraparallel to uh, Jupiter, right, on the 11th. And he aspects the nodes. And then on the 11th, he goes into Gemini. And he goes, you can do it your way. I'm going to do it my way. We're all good, right? This is not, we don't all have to follow the leader off the cliff. We don't have to do that. We can follow our own instincts and pay attention to them. As I mentioned, Venus squares Gemini on May 3rd. She also has a biquintile to Jupiter. She's moving very slowly because she's getting ready to stop. So she only goes from 20 to 21 this week. So she's pokey uh, because next week she stops and goes retrograde. Mars this week on May 4th is having a sextile to Eris. This is a very provocative energy. It's going to happen bright and early in the morning on May 4th. So you want to kind of be aware of someone maybe trying to pick a fight with you or someone's trying to get you to bite or someone's trying to provoke you. And you want to kind of go, you know, I'm not going to do that. I mean, the whole idea with astrology is the energy comes at you and then you figure out how to use it in a different way. So you want to kind of watch for that this week because the Mercury is in Taurus and everybody's going to be very fixed and this is how we have to do it. And then we all get to change once the planets keep moving. But right now, everybody's really dug in. Uh, Mars is in the semi-sextile to Pluto. So he's in Pluto's blind spot. Um, <clears throat> and so as Pluto now stopped, and he's going backwards until December, until September, end of October, beginning of end of September, beginning of October, um, Mars is saying, okay, well, I'm going forward even if you're not. And Pluto's like, i got to go back, got to go back. Mars is, of course, going to go backwards down the road, but he's he's leaving the gang, right? And this week he has a quintile to uh, Uranus, so he's very creative, great great creative ideas. And then he has a, um, a semi-sextile to Jupiter on May 8th where he says bye-bye to Jupiter, right? And then he has a, a contra-parallel to Uranus on the 11th where he goes, i got to go my own way. And he also has a square to Sedna on May 9th, which is, I think, when we're going to see a bloom from all these people running around and being released too soon. Um, well, they're not being released too soon. They're being released, and then we see the consequences of those actions. That's probably a better way to say it. Consequences of actions. That's what Saturn's all about. He stops, as I mentioned, on May 11th at 157 degrees of Aquarius. So as he goes backwards, we're going to feel a structure. And also there's some structural changes around the home that he's going to be working on this week. Pluto has a biquintile to Vesta, so there's a great opportunity to reorganize, figure out things on May 8th. And that's it for the week. And so you want to kind of pay attention. Um, you know, and also with the Mercury aspecting the Pluto, Saturn, whatever, you know, a lot of times you don't have to argue. Uh, you can just smile. You know, that, and I had an assistant once who she would smile, and I thought that was a yes. <laughs> And it wasn't. It was a smile. So with Mercury trining the Capricorn planets, you can just smile. You don't actually have to do it, right? So just smile and go, okay, that's what you want me to do. Let me think about it, right? And then figure out if you want to do it once you get a little space. Just smile. And then back up and think about, does that make sense to me? And if it doesn't, then I get another another approach. So I had a friend who uh, had to, you know, her boss was making her go into the office once a week, regardless of, you know, we live in COVID capital here in New York. And so we strategized a couple ways to get it done. And, you know, and the couple things she did and they didn't work and then something else, she tried to organize the employees that didn't work. And then, then she called her doctor and she got a note. 
<laughs> saying she didn't have to go in the office. And HR is like, okay, you don't have to come in. So be strategic this week, folks. Uh, the universe is asking you to be strategic. Think about your plan. Always good to have a plan. And on that note, we will send you off into the woods. Into the woods. And um, have a great time. Now remember, no one is alone. Go watch the uh, go watch the Sondheim thing. It came on last uh, last Sunday. It was wonderful. The 90th birthday tribute. And at the end, Bernadette Peters sings, "No one is alone. We're not alone. The helpers are out there. Just watch for them. And if you're feeling a little stressed this week because of all these tension aspects, call a friend. Check in and uh, and do something for someone because that always makes you feel a little better. Ann Ortley signing off from the Bright Red Dust. Big hugs. Bye.